Hello and welcome listeners, friends and pet fans to episode 46 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by a man with a spectacular t-shirt tan, zinc cream still on his nose, Hawaiian shorts on his bot and sea salt encrusted in his surface dreadlocks, it's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going mate? Good Robbie, good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. On holidays mate. You've been on holidays? Yeah, yeah can you tell? Yeah. I can mate, As you got, like I said, you've got that, that great sort of sea salt encrusted complexion going on, you know? been getting just the right amount of vitamin D, slip, slop, slapping. Yeah, the salt in the beard, mate. You know, the old the old sailor salt in the beard, I reckon. Yeah, the old the old fisherman, the crusty, yeah. you know, yeah, the crusty tuna fisherman coming in, briny, you know, like um like Jason Momoa out of Aquaman. Oh, you know, he water comes boy. out of the water. Water oh, boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Deb says I just need a shower though. Yeah. Oh, does she? She's a smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, this week or this month? Or was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anytime. Just any, have a shower. Anytime. Just at some stage, just, please, Lewis. Yeah. Just, just have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that'll come out. Let me hose you down while I'm washing the car. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the tennis yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, first yeah. day of the Open. So, right. fantastic. Really nice good. one. Yeah. yeah. Who'd, you go, who'd you see? Uh, De, De Manua. Oh, De Demon. Demon, as they call him. Right. Okay. Yeah, How'd he go? Yeah, he won. He won. He won. It was great. It was good oh, to nice see. Nice one, yeah. Jesus, it was warm though. It's 35 degrees or so. Out on one of the outer courts? Uh, Margaret Court Arena, so sort of not main court, but But it's still covered over. Yeah, yeah, we're in the shade, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, okay, so, right. So, Did they they have the roof open. Has Margaret Court got a roof that opens? Yeah, yeah, a roof that shuts. Yeah, but it's it's open. Yeah, okay, and it opens and shuts. <laughs> yeah, it does both. It has, open both and it has both modes. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, many people there. Yeah, it wasn't packed as as I thought it'd be. Yeah, yeah. have you been there before? Like, yeah, we pick? normally go the first day every year. Yeah, try okay. and go, which is good because right. like sit in Margaret Court and then you get access to the outside courts as well. Walk around, there's kids zones and kids can get like that little go kart track and stuff. Oh, really? And, yeah. What going around on the tennis courts? Yeah, or? yeah, just around uh, uh, Rod Laver Arena. Right, just fantastic. Go kart. Yeah. Off you go, kids. Just zooming around on the yeah. blue. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> just up and down the tram tracks. Uh, did tram you lines. See, did you see anyone famous there, Lewis? Yeah, do you have any stings for us for that you record? You go, hi, I'm. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Demure, the Australian tennis player, and you're listening to the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast. Did you well, get anything like that? Interesting, though, I did go in on a media pass. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah, nice yeah, one. Yep, T-shirt on. Didn't tell you, mate. You know, only got one ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Still the same media pass from the ABA conference? May well be. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If they chase you down, then you're fine. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, they can't find you because yeah, yeah. He's got that wasn't me. That's right. Look me up in the yellow pages. I'm not there. I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, and, not they, and they say, what's the yellow pages? Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's not there either. I, I was at baseball last night, and um, one of the guys was uh, yeah, it was a really hot night, and so someone said, oh, come on, you because someone's kids were there, and said, can you kids go up to the canteen and go and buy us a drink, and you can get something with the change. And the kids are going, oh yeah. They said, well, settle in. I'm not going to give you fifty bucks or anything. <laughs> and one of the other guys said, oh yeah, just give him the checkbook. And I turn and say. These kids aren't going to know what a bloody checkbook is. Checkbook. A checkbook. What is that? You know, he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And I actually just used my last checkbook when I went to Brashes and went and bought the John Farnham <laughs> album last night. You know? <laughs> uh, nice yeah, Not even Whispering Jack. It was Age of Reason. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now, it's a birthday, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's been, I've been flat out the last couple yeah. of days. You know? So we had... Um, uh, oh, hang on. You may be picking up a humming in the background. There's a, a little bee called Reuben that's just started buzzing around into the lounge room. It's all right. Yeah, Keep um, going. Um, Work through it. So we uh, so we had um, on Sunday had the the two bays trail run. Yes. So from Dramana to Cape Shank, people nice. may have seen the um, the pictures I put up on Instagram. Yeah. Um, twenty eight k trail run, which was. Um, Really, really hard work. It was, you went up uh, after the seat, didn't you? Uh, up after the seat, <sighs> yeah, yeah, and then and then down the other end. And so, 
it was like it got to the point where I was, my legs felt so heavy. I took a massive tumble at the 26k mark. Oh, like, um, nice. so, so I just wasn't lifting my legs up and then tripped over on a you know stone the size of a you know <laughs> a, a microscopic little beetle um, and just tumbled down a hill. You know, oh, full, wow. full on tumble. People turn around going, you okay? And I jumped up and going, yeah, no, everything feels okay. Let's keep going. Not you embarrassed. Know? Not embarrassed. Not embarrassed. <laughs> when I turned up and everyone else is just clean and sweaty and I'm sitting there just covered in, in black dirt. It's oh. like, yeah, yeah. And then you could see a few other people that were covered in dirt that had taken a tumble as well. Most of them were about 15 to 20 years older than me, but that's all right, you know. <laughs> Still feeling it. Still finished it, Lewis. Still you know, look young, mate. Still right. Yeah, that's feel right. young. I feel young. Yeah. Felt great. No, no, felt like crap. But anyway, no, it was really good. Um, so then from there to Mum's sixtieth. Um, yeah. So we had that Sunday night. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Mrs. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Nanny. It's her birthday today, actually. So, right. so it was a. So we had a party the other day, but it's her, her actual birthday today. So the kids have spoken to her, and we're going to go out for um for dinner for her tonight. Nice. Then then work all day yesterday. So then my legs were still feeling pretty Ooh. tired, and then went and played baseball last night oh. so i'm absolutely spent. and then got home from that and then started doing all the prep for the podcast so you, i didn't get into bed until about half past 12 last night so i'm a little uh a little a little dusty dusty so <laughs> yeah. all righty we'll, we'll work with it mate we'll work through it we'll get through it yeah that's yeah. right we'll get there now we um of course we've got the sponsors uh, to thank very much for the support on the show uh we've got zilkeen uh the mild anxiety lowering medication uh use, i've been using it quite a bit in cats lately yes really find it really really working well in the cats I yeah so so we're, we're, we've started using it in our cattery too. Great idea. Yeah, at yeah. work. Yeah, so we're just trying to trying to put it in for the uh, for the cats to try and help to see. I mean, the the cats are fine, but it's like, well, why not give it a shot and yeah. see if uh, it'll help out? Because some of the cats come in and they're a bit stressy, and you you know sometimes they can get a bit um, upset when they're in there. So yeah. so we're going to give that a shot and see whether. Well, you got that free pallet load of stuff dropped up the other day. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you got to use it. That's why the kids are out selling it on the uh, on the nature strip. <laughs> they find they're selling more of that than the lemonade that they're getting because our lemon tree is not dropping lemons, so they're just out there selling zilkeen. They should and go on the Silk Road and sell it on that. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Pretty, Pretty sure. a good spot yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so thank, thanks to those guys. Um, uh, so check check them out if you if your dog or cat's got some mild anxiety or phobias. And then, of course, we've got Prime 100, the yes. dog food and cat food that, that are on board as well. Um, they've got the single protein diets. Yes, in so many different varieties too, Lewis. They've got the wet, they've got dry, they've got rolls, they've got they've got snacks, treats, they've got dog food and cat food. Yep. And they've got the pea and hemp oil that we've got to yes. try and work out what the hell's in pea and hemp oil apart from pea and hemp. <laughs> One day we'll learn. One day we'll learn. One day we'll find out. It'll be a journey of experience <laughs> for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, our third sponsor, well, we've, we've lost a sponsor, mate. We so, have lost a sponsor this so, week from last time. That's so. right. Right, so for those of you who know, we, we've, we've lost a sponsor, so we're, we're looking for another sponsor if anyone's interested. Yes. But the ex-sponsor is looking for a vet as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, a specialist. Wow. Oh, are they looking for a specialist? What sort of specialist are they looking An for? An internal medicine specialist. Really? Yeah, okay. We, we can't mention the name. No. Because they're no longer a sponsor. No, no. But um, say that internal medicine specialist, what's, what would their uh, job description uh, potentially entail? Oh, on the road. On the road. On the road, yeah. Really? Driving around Melbourne, Mornington, Bellarine Peninsulas, maybe Bendigo. Well, and what, what sort of things do you reckon that specialist would be doing? Oh, endoscope, ultrasound, wow. helping out with difficult cases. Gee whiz, right. If, 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 you know, that sounds like a great job opportunity. So I guess if anyone's interested, you can get in contact with us and we can let you know which, uh, uh, which specialist and prior sponsor is actually looking for uh, looking for a new vet. That's right, and we could pass on their name for a small fee. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a, a finders, finders, a finders, a finders fee. fee. That's well, right. I, I tell you what, though, mate. You know, once if we if we, just in case we're not getting enough uh, enough money from that, um, we've we've actually been uh, emailed. 
right? right. We've, had, we've had an email sent to us. Fantastic. Which this sounds great. All of our financial problems. Oh. Okay. But in the meantime, just in case you do want to sponsor us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com, look up Two Vets Talk Pets, sling us a little bit of cash, you get yourself some merch and help us to keep the uh, keep the podcast going. We're uh, looking at trying to get a mixing desk yes. so that we can actually start doing some interviews without Lewis and I having to share the uh, <laughs> share the microphone like we're a couple of you know kids in the back saying, going, Mommy poked me, Mom. It's my turn. Give me the mic. I've got something funny to say. Give it to me. You're <laughs> not funny. What are you talking about? I've got the joke. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this is an email and I, I'm really lucky that I saw it because it came through my junk mail, okay? Oh, so it's entitled odd. Dear Talented. Oh, that, that that's us. That's us. How come I didn't get this email? Because just they, to you, just to me, just to Gee, me. They know, don't they? Uh, well, they, they said, you know, please share with Lewis. Well, I think that's <laughs> oh, what they intimated yeah, from it. Sure. So, dear talented, I'm a talent scout for Blue Sky Film Studio. <gasps> Present Blue, and I'm reading this verbatim. Present Blue Sky Studio, a film corporation located in United States, is soliciting for the right to use your photo face and personality as one of the semi-major roles slash character in our upcoming animated stereoscope 3D movie, The Story of Spies in Disguise. Open bracket, Spies in Disguise 2019, close brackets. The movie is currently filming in production. Please note that there will be no auditions, travelling or any special slash professional acting skills since the production of this movie will be done with our state-of-the-art computer generating imagery equipment. We are prepared to pay the total sum of, now make sure you're sitting down, $620,000 US. For more information slash understanding, please write us on the email below. Contact email. Now, just in case any of our listeners are interested, I'll give give out the details because... Oh, well, they're not... They might not be talented, mate. But I tell you what, if they're swinging that sort of money around, why not let our listeners sort of get get in on it? In on it, you think? Yeah, Yeah, right. And if they get paid, then they can support us on Patreon. Or a little finder's fee. A little finder's fee as well, yeah. So you contact email at blueskyfilms at usa.com or reply to blueskyfilms guys films at usa.com note only the response sent to this mail will be given a prior consideration Whoa. talent scout lisa clement well lisa thank you very very much how did you how did she find you mate because uh, we're uh, everywhere mate you were obviously uh, is your middle name talent Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Robbie uh, Talent Anderton. Talent Anderton. That's right. I just changed it on Depol. So there you go, mate. So we're going to be racking in the big butts. We'll get ourselves an IMDb page. Fantastic. You know, because we'll be uh, part of the, uh, yeah, a, we'll be a semi-major role character. So semi-major? Semi-major. So there must be, a, you know, in this Spies in Disguise, there must be something about two middle-aged podcasting vets in Melbourne, <laughs> you know, that's going to be pivotal to the pivotal to the role, you yeah. know? Yeah. Is, is that Marvel Studios, mate? Is that the new one? Well, it might be. Yeah, yeah this might be. be this might be what they call the third wave. Yeah, well, the next the next wave after Infinity War four. Are, so they, are they looking? They want just a Avengers headshot. 4. Are they looking top top shots or? I, like I think it's we, just headshots. Oh, a few. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, you'll be right because you've been hitting the gym. You know? you've oh, been, yeah, you've been sort of st- stacking the weights up, yeah. really going the big, you know, the big the the, the, the low reps on the big weights. Well, I've got to be able to hold this microphone for the whole <laughs> hour, mate. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't have your swingy arm. That's yeah, right. That's right. Don't. You'll end up getting RSI. Yeah. Just because you're holding it there, you don't have to flex your bicep. Oh, I am. I was really, really <laughs> pumping it in. You got a photo? We'll send it off to him. Oh, we will do. Yeah, we'll yeah. take. We'll take.
take one later on. What we'll do, we'll link through the little video we do for the uh, for the uh, intro for this episode, and we'll just send that through to the talent scout, Lisa Clement. Um, Thanks, Lisa. And just in case anyone's thinking about emailing, please don't email them. This thing is going—you are going to catch more viruses doing this than you what than what you would do licking the ground in you know what the back streets of, of Thailand. What was it, Lisa Clement at Nigeria.usa.com or something? Yeah, yeah, it? Blue yeah. Sky Films. Right, Blue Sky. Films. Did you Google that? Six hundred. I haven't. No, because I worry that even yeah. that I, I might I might just get, catch a glancing blow of some sort of. Make virus. sure your virus is up to date. Yeah, absolutely. Up to date. You're yeah, gonna yeah. look at that I'll stuff. I'll just check it on Christina's computer, not my one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, nice work. Yeah, another little callback from a couple of episodes ago. You know how you were talking about the um the, the rabid alpaca that went and attacked the yeah the, mo- the mother and Blood daughter spitting alpaca. Yeah. yeah. So, so so with mum's birthday yesterday, right? We had a, uh, a, a I I was worried that we were going to have a similar thing happen right. in our family uh, family do. So, yeah. Um. So mum and dad bought these little um styrofoam planes for the kids to fly. You know the ones yeah. that you throw up in the air and they sh- little glider. Yeah, yeah, little yeah. gliders. Yeah. Get got caught up in the thermals and get caught ca- got carried over next door because mum and dad live out in sort of Devon Meadows out in the country out behind Cranbourne um, and the next door neighbour has got these three alpacas in the in this paddock out the front and so the glide has gone over there Reuben's thrown it and it's gone out there and I've gone Oh no! You know that's over there. We, we've lost it now. You'll have to wait until John, the neighbour, comes over and go and grab it. Was Dad's it? gone. No, I'll be right. I'll go and grab it. So Dad's wa- climbed over the fence, gone in the gate, and all of a sudden these three alpacas are gone from eating to then <laughs> lifted up with the big necks and looked over, gone. Oh no! Well, this is like, gonna- Dad, take off the alpaca jumper. Yeah, take it yeah, off. Don't, take don't, off don't the cardigan. Just throw the, throw the, throw that down and let them give give them the jumper and leave it. And he's gone in there and they've started wandering over. I've gone. Oh no! This is going to be exactly the same as what that story Lewis was telling in the podcast. <laughs> but now he managed to get the uh, managed to get the airplane out. And I've come back and I've gone. Did anybody listen to our podcast yeah. the other day? From where, and and um, my brother's gone. Nobody listens to your stupid podcast. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh, shout out to Robbie's brother. Thanks, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not even yeah. going to mention his name. He's not a sponsor either. <laughs> yeah, hit us yeah. up on Patreon. Thanks, Robbie's brother. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give us a five star review. Subscribe. Do it all. Thanks, mate. Yeah, or maybe even just listen. You know. <laughs> Just once. Grump, grumpy turd. Gee so, whiz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Now, uh, I reckon, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, we might hit up the disclaimer. Yeah, I reckon. no problem. We've got, a bit of, we've got a dominance number two to get into today. All good. So, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if you've missed anything or if you need any qualifications. Lewis, Qual- dominate qualifications. part Qualifications. Oh, clarifications? Clarifications of the Qualifications. Or if you're talented. If you're talented. Or if you've got 620K that you want to pay us for a <laughs> semi-major role. Go a for semi, it. A semi-headshot. A semi-headshot. <laughs> semi-major headshot. A semi-major headshot. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to, I wonder if we get to choose the way we're... Probably, that's, they may have seen us from our um, from our new sticker. That'll be it. They've looked at us and said, hang on, we could we could just chuck that straight into our uh, animation. Hang on, Lisa's one of our Patreons. She might be. She's, the one, on and she's one of our Patreons. She's got the sticker and maybe she's in a T-shirt as well. Bang, there you that's go. That's how she's got us, mate. That's wow. where it's been. Gee whiz. It's, we're going places, aren't we? Gee whiz. Who would have thought from a lowly little start on a podcast, all of a sudden here we are, you yeah. know, cracking it into a Hollywood you know, movie. In our new shoelaces. In our new shoe. <laughs> uh, although it's only a, a semi-major, I'm sure we'll crack it for the major yeah, one. Yeah, pretty the next sure. Time. Yeah, with well, semi-major 620, what's the major one? Oh, huge back. Yeah, or the demi-major. The what de- would that be? The, de- the demi-major, that's even above. That's like, yeah. you know, um, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson sort of money then. Right, yeah. yeah. That's that's Aquaboy <laughs> up there, isn't it? Mo- Moana. Yeah. Moana. What's uh, his name? Jason Momoa. Oh, did he do that movie Moana? 
No, 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 that's no, no, not no. That, that, that was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, Jason Moa, uh, Moa, Momoa, he was um, he was the Dothraki king on Game of Thrones, right. which I know you're all over because yeah, you're, you're, never you're seen it. Heavy, heavy, heavy hitting history in uh, in in and joy of all things science fiction. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Alrighty, now look. Uh, on, now now dominance part two, obviously. There's a little bit of a quirk with the way we've recorded uh, this the last few episodes because um, I'm on holidays and me, Robbie, sort of all over the shop a little bit. Is that episode one on dominance? We actually haven't dropped it yet, and on episode one of dominance, we've asked people to hit us up with some questions. Yeah, but because we're already recording part two now, we haven't actually got any questions because no. haven't even heard part one. <laughs> so, look. Uh, what we'll do is I oh, will do part two today. I've got some some dominance uh, sort of stuff that, that I want to talk about. What we might do is we'll give it a, a break for a couple of weeks, let the the podcast sort of drop and people listen to them, and then um, you know uh, what I want people to do is then send them some questions they've got. I don't. We'll touch yep. base in a, in, a, in a few more episodes after this one. Yeah. Um, somewhere down the track. So this is part part two of dominance. If you haven't listened to last week's part one of dominance, um, go back. Go back and have a listen. Listen to episode 45 first. Yep. Then go to Patreon, sign up, small monthly donation, <laughs> then come back and listen to this episode. So uh, just a little recap, I guess, from last week. Um, you know, we talked Previously about, on Two Vets Talk Pets yes. podcast. Nice. We talked about how the myth of dominance came about. So how there were some studies in non-related captive wolves, which showed a dominance hierarchy, um, which didn't correlate with what free-living related wolves do in the wild on the tundra, wandering around um, in, in the forests or, or um, out in the snow fields, wherever they may be. And debunked by the person who did the original research. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so we talked about also how wolves and dogs have had 10,000 of years, tens of thousands of years living in separate environments and have each separately developed their own social behaviours. So dogs have become domesticated to live with humans, yep. whereas wolves have not. They're still out on the tundra. Wolves don't live in packs with a hierarchy, but more as a cooperative group with a mum and dad looking after younger related wolves, what further studies have shown. Yeah. Uh, now, there was another article that I also found during the week. There was a recent research, this is 2010, by Roberto Benini of the University of Parma and his, associate, uh, and his associates, and they looked at free-ranging packs of dogs right. in Italy. And what they so, so domestic dogs, but that were un, non-owned. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd say so. Well, they'd be domestic dogs. dogs. Yeah, just yeah, yeah just uh, wild or feral, I suppose yeah. we'd call them um, feral dogs. Um, and they found that the leadership was a very fluid thing in those ranging dogs. For example, in one pack which had twenty-seven members, so twenty-seven dogs in there, there were six dogs that habitually took turns leading the pack but at least half of the adult dogs were leaders at least some of the time. Right, okay. So it rotated through. Um, now, the dogs that were usually found leading the pack tended to be the older, more experienced dogs, but not necessarily the most dominant. Right. Um, the pack seemed to allow leadership to dogs who at a particular time seemed to be most likely to contribute to the welfare of the pack through knowledge that can access the resources they require. Rightio. So if they're looking for somewhere to some shelter for the night, obviously yep. the you know, hey, hey, I know where there's a good place to sleep. Yeah. Follow me, guys. Off they go. Or, or you know, looking for a good source of food. There's a good rubbish dump. Hey, check out. Come on over here. You know, yeah. I know the way. And so she would leave it off. The, Wednesday's the all you can eat at the pizza shop down here and no one goes there because all the stray 
dogs hang around there, so let's go there and we get a leftover pizza. Exactly, that's nice. right. Yeah, or late in the night, Brumbies dumps out all the all the the, the uh, stale rolls all out the on the fantastic the bakery. Carb loading. Let's go and carb loading. <laughs> <laughs> so so last last week we also discussed how the word dominance when used by humans to describe dog well and cat behaviours, I guess, but we did focus on mm. dogs, cause us to instinctively use aversive what is that noise uh, that sounds like someone's um toes being dominated on uh, on a wall out the back right yeah yeah, yeah. If, if if i know that scream it's one of ruben's little pinky toes that, uh, that that constantly is a is, gets a, is caught a, it get, gets caught and smacked and banged and then he goes down like a sack of potatoes oh, through the earphones it sounded like a, a squealing balloon you know and you let the air out that, it could have been him doing that too he knows how to do that so he <laughs> likes, right. likes playing with that all righty so um so we talked about you know when we Say so use the word dominance. We instinctively want to use aversive or punishment training techniques yep. to assert our own dominance in order to control the dog's behaviour. Now, aversive training methods or punishment often rooted in the assumption that dogs are biologically driven driven to dominate their human owners. Yeah, that's they're hardwired. Yeah. You know, dogs want to dominate. Exactly. Yeah, yep. and uh, so, but as we discussed last week, this is a fundamentally flawed concept. Yeah. So go back to last week and have a listen. So even saying this, there are many trainers and unfortunately vets these days who still recommend using punishment or aversive based techniques to treat behavior or training problems. These sort of techniques include, we talked a little bit about them last week, but they include things like choke or prong collars, leash corrections, you know, jerky on the leash, shock collars, physical manipulation or hitting. Yep. Uh, vocal scolding, throwing chains or cans filled with coins towards the dog. Right, okay. Just so to give them a noise. fright, yeah. loud noise. Uh, forcibly rolling the dog on its back, you know, uh, the alpha rolls or the yes. dominance downs that, 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 that we discussed. So what's the problem with using punishment? Yes. As people ask, you know. I've been using it for years and my dogs, they've been fine. Yep. I've yep. been a trainer for 30 years. I've used punishment all my life, you know. Yep. Um, and certainly myself and... All leading veterinary behaviourists and up-to-date trainers and, and behaviourists do not recommend using positive punishment in a general sense for several reasons. Yeah, okay, yep. Um, and look, I've sort of broken them down to four reasons. Number one being punishment must always be sufficiently aversive to be effective. Yeah, okay, yep. So if you're going to tell, you know, use punishment, it's got to be uh, harsh enough to stop the behaviour. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't stop the behaviour, then it needs to be harsher. Yes, yeah. That's really all that comes down to it needs to be more aversive. So, because otherwise you don't learn. You, you you learn that the consequence isn't uh, isn't worthwhile listening to what the uh, what the, uh, the the punishment is. You exactly. Know, like, yeah, you know, if you don't if you don't go and clean up your room, I'm going to turn the TV off. Well, that's fine. I'll turn it back on again. Oh, okay. Well, you win. No, yeah. if you don't clean up your room, I'm going to take the TV. I'm going to throw it out on, out out in the rubbish. Yeah. You know, but then you got to follow through with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, and and sometimes even when punishments used, it can suppress behaviour momentarily. Yes. Um, which which is the true definition. Like you said, it stops the behaviour, but in the long term, we know it's counterproductive right. to be using punishment. So number two, uh, punishment for it to be effective must be applied each and every time the behaviour is performed, either during or immediately after the behaviour, ideally within two to three seconds of yeah. the behaviour occurring. Every time. So, you know, if the dog's barking and you're uh, using a uh, yelling at the dog to stop it, dog yeah. barking, you need to yell at that dog every single time it barks, no matter what, and, and it must stop the barking immediately for, yeah. for a behaviour to be effective. So that's, that's really hard for general owners 
to yeah. get a head around because often the dog will bark and be in another room or, you know. And You'll you be s- at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and number three is punishment-based training has studies have shown that it's been associated with increased inter- incidence of problem behaviours right. in using it. And that's scientifically proven. Yep. And what sort of problem behaviours are you Oh, well, we've sort of gone into them all before, but things yeah. like, you know, uh, there's an increased aggression towards yep. owners. Um, there's other problems. There's increased fear seen by the dogs. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so, so certainly we, we've discussed those, yep. those, those before. Um, and number four, uh, it is difficult for dog owners to sufficiently and consistently apply punishment. Um, and positive punishment can increase the risk of the punishment, the owner or other family members being bitten. Right, okay. You know, yep. And it doesn't create a good human-animal bond, you know, between the family and uh, and the dog yep. um, if, if you're sort of using punishment. Because everything's always negative. Yeah. It's negative and it's crap. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. 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 So and sometimes it's like a pressure release. People feel like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to yell. But it's, you know, you might get a little momentary sort of hit on it. But in the end, you just feel crap with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone, I think everyone probably yells at their pet at some stage. Oh, and yeah. I guess, I guess, you know, that that's really hard to do. But we're just saying as a training technique, it's really probably not so effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the thing that you should be doing every time thinking that you're going to be able to change your pet's behavior. Yeah, that's right. And so... The serious behaviour problems are most often seen dogs, uh, myself, you know, doing some behaviour consults and stuff are aggression and fearfulness, as well as signs of separation anxiety, which are destructiveness, toiling inside or house soiling and excessive whining and barking when owners owners aren't present. So they're the main sort of things I see. And all of these behaviour problems are often associated with anxiety or frustration rather than with confidence or social dominance. Yeah, okay. They're yeah. unrelated to that. In these cases, these cases, if you know, we get a video of the dog or observe it, you know, the badly behaved dog, in yeah. inverted commas, as, as people would say, they'll frequently reveal an underlying anxiety or conflict signals such as yawning, yeah. lip licking, um, along with maybe anxious posturing or, you know, um, behavior signs as well. So the, using confrontational or aversive training on these will cause an increase in, in this anxiety and aggression and also deterioration of the family pet relationship. And again, like I said before, there's often a real risk of injury to the handler or other family members, including children, if, you, if you're going to use punishment techniques. Yeah, right. I guess some of the less serious behaviours the owners often want assistance with, and we'll see, you'll see this as a vet yeah. you know, in, in the general consult as well. Um, trainers will see this too. Um, uh, um, uh, behaviours that they want to modify things like inappropriate attention seeking so maybe the dog's jumping up at them yes, on yep. them um, maybe they're barking or whining directed at the owners yes yep. um, maybe unruly greetings you know when you come in the door so excited Jump, to see. jumping all over yep. you or yep. you know, weeing, weeing is when you when you first see them things like that yeah yeah, yeah sure and a, a failure to come when called yep. is a really common one oh it's being dominant it's not coming you know yeah yeah well, yeah it's just uh, usually those behaviours occur because they've been either inadvertently rewarded yep. or because an alternate behaviour has not been trained yeah, to, yeah. to them. So so I guess uh, what owners really want to in those circumstances, they're not trying to gain dominance, but they want to be able to attain the ability to influence their pets to perform behaviours willingly. Yeah, okay. We want yep. them to come when they call. Yep. We want them to sit when we come home. Yep. We want them to stop barking at us when we're watching TV, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. So... 
I guess putting aside everything that we've spoken about as to why the term dominance should not be used to describe dog behaviours and dog behaviour problems, I thought we you know we did put out like I said some questions. <laughs> I know I asked you you for some questions yes. as well, but we sort of didn't get around to that. We might touch on that in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I had some common and thoughts that 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 owners often say to me that they describe as their dog being dominant. Yep. Um, and I wanted to sort of touch on those just a little bit. Um, just to give people a bit of an idea of, 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 of where examples it's, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of what people are seeing out there and saying, hey, is this dominance? Is this something that, that my dog is dominating me and, and help me, Dr. Lewis? What can I do? If we re- recap the, the, what we called, talked about last night, the true definition of dominance is it's a relationship between individual animals that is established by force or aggression and submission to determine who has priority to access to multiple resources. And the resources are food, preferred resting spots or mates, yeah, uh, sex, sexual mates. So looking at that definition, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. We'll keep coming back to it, I think, as we go through some of the examples. But first thing, one is my often owners say to me, my dog won't come when he's called. Yeah. Uh, he's a dominant little puppy. Yeah, okay, yeah. He won't come. So let's, let's if, if we sort of break that down and we go back and we look at the definition. Yes. Uh, you know, it's a relationship between individual animals. Yep. There's established by force, aggression, and submission. Well, there's no real uh, force or aggression involved in that. I no. guess there is if you tell the dog off when it comes eventually for yes. not coming. Yeah. Um, Which is going to be conflicting information for the dog. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and is uh, we're trying to determine who has priority access to multiple resources. Well, we're not fighting for the dog for food. No. Or for resting space or litter mate, uh, uh, sexual mates or anything like that. So... Maybe the dog's fighting for the access to open space, yeah, maybe, yeah. or fighting to be away from me. They all don't really sort of fit in yeah. at all with that, that that definition. So the more likely reasons are if you're at the park, the dog's just more interested in what else is going on. It's a lot more fun out there than what it is with you and going back home again and sitting on the couch. Exactly. Like, dude, look, there's sun, there's grass, there's birds, yeah. there's dog poo the dogs. on the ground that I get to sniff. Why would I go home? Exactly. Why would I come to you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's just not enough good reason for them to come. And also as well, a good point you mentioned is often owners, every time they do eventually a dog comes, they yeah. put the lead on, they hop in the car and they go home or they yeah. walk off and they go home and the dog's like, where's the reward in that? Yeah. If yeah. I come to you, we go home. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Mate, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. sucks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So That's the conditioning you give them. You come to me, we get the lead on, we go home. The dog's going to go, well, of course I'm not going to come back to you. Yeah. So it's not being dominant. It's just saying, I'd rather do play what's going on out there. Why why should I come to you? I know what this is going to mean. And this means no more fun for me. Yeah. So what I often tell owners to do in those sorts of situations is actually call the dog over, um, you know, maybe using food rewards, something like that. And actually then halfway through the the plate let them go again yes so the, you know they know oh, i don't always we don't always leave every time i sort of get called over um but it might also you know, not work because the dog has enough training in its background yeah to say okay when i come good things happen yes so you yep. might need to start that in an environment where there are less distractions so yep. maybe in the home calling the dog to come giving them a food reward get them used to um to, uh, to to coming and, and, and their name and, and associating that with food when there are no distractions mm. and then working on increasing the, the distractions in the environment yep. so that when we've got the big distraction of in the park and the yeah. ladies or the gentlemen yes, are out yep, there, yep. we want to come back to you because you've got something really cool. And you, and you start off small too when you do when you recall. Like you don't expect the dog to run from one side of the footy oval to you the first time. Yeah, yeah You do it two feet in front of them, come, sit, stay, have a treat, good dog, and then you can go and have some fun. Spot 
Spot on. You know, so start little and then slowly build up, build up. Because that's what I did with Rosie. I, the um, when I did the training course with Rosie, like the the trainer was amazed. Yeah, I'm not trying to yeah blow smoke up my own bum. Yeah, this, but, oh, know, and I've a, seen Rosie. A, she she does some great tricks, oh, mate. She, when she when she rides a unicycle, balancing the ball on her nose. Amazing. Yeah. You know? Is she looking for a semi-major role at all? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. do you think? Was she oh, said well, hers? Ed shot. Well, she might have been the talented one they were emailing, Lewis. It might have been her face shot that they saw on the internet. That's quite possible. Yeah. Um, Should so, we, we'll set up an email account for her and yeah. send, off, send off a reply. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah with a headshot. Yeah. Let's see what we get. <laughs> She might be the spy. Yeah, she might be. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll be the spy in disguise. Yeah. Um, Sorry, mate. So, uh, so yeah, so when I was helping train Rosie, it was that thing of where she had to get used to coming just short little distances because whippets are generally terrible with recall. Um, right. And so we got managed to get her. So now she comes running. When, when we're out at the park, there's call and she'll, like, I can run and she'll come running up to me when I when I call her. It's it's great because she knows that coming to me is is potentially going to be fun because of the treats and rewards, the, the, the positive reinforcement the positive conditioning she had that's right the training she's had in the background so and i guess the other thing as well i often see at the park and uh is is the dog that will not come to the owner and the yeah. owner's sort of chasing them and and running around with them and eventually the owner catches up with the dog yeah and often they'll punish the dog yeah. and tell the dog off particularly if they've perhaps been a little fight or something or a yeah. bit of a blue and so in the dog's mind they're thinking well, hang on a sec. I did eventually come to you, yeah. and now you're, you're punishing me for coming to you. It's like I'm not coming to you next time. No, because I don't. I don't want to get yelled at you're again. You're an angry person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that, you should get a dog to pat to try and calm you down. <laughs> Is that or a cat? Bring a cat yeah. to the park. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that you know that that's certainly one thing. The next one. Um, I want to touch on a little bit. We see quite a bit is uh, is dog a dog that's growling uh, when they're sleeping on the bed. Yes, um, or might be the couch or, or something yep. like that. Um, and it might be when they try and you know owners perhaps approach the bed or try and move the dog off the bed. Yes, they're being a dominant little dog. You know, yep. they're they're on the bed protecting. Uh, you know, not not allowing me onto the bed. Yeah, maybe they're sleeping at night and they're rolling over and the dog's growling or trying to bite them, bite yep. them on the bed. So if we look at the definition for that one. You know, it's a relationship between individual animals. Yeah, well, I guess it's a relationship between a dog and a human. Yeah. Uh, it's established by force or aggression. Well, the dog's being aggressive, so it is trying to establish a relationship and determine who has priority to to access to resources. So a resting spot. Yes, yeah. Certainly might fit the definition. Yeah, yep. that seems to, you know, despite everything we talked about, dominance being Ticking a myth. Boxes. Yeah, you know, dominance being a myth and, you know, hard to justify crossing human to dogs in the species that we talked about last episode. If we went down that path of um, of saying, well, it's, it is being a dominant dog, then that would say that we need to punish it yep. because it's being a dominant dog. Um, and, of course, then that leads to use aversive training and punishment stuff, which leads to the problems associated with the use of punishment. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you're aggressive or you know, uh, punishing. Punish, punishing the dog back again, it's going to most likely come back to you even more aggressively yep. the, the next time. And, and the issues of a child approaching, you know, all that sort of thing. So I personally don't think the dog is trying to be dominant in that sense. I think it just likes where it's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And it's worried that when you approach them that you're going to get it off its beautiful sleeping spot. Probably because that's happened to it before. Maybe. You know, it's yeah. probably been on the on the bed before and realised, oh, hang on, this is better than sleeping on the floor, so I'd rather be here. Thank you very much. Possibly. So my preference is is um, if you've got that growling of the dog on the, um, on the bed, 
a bit much better way is uh, is rather than having conflict in the house is actually uh, and avoiding someone getting injured like a child, a stranger, yeah. or an owner. You know, or when they roll over during the night, um, is uh, is is shut the bedroom door. Yeah, don't let the dog sleep in the bedroom. No conflict. Yeah. Solved. 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 Yeah. And if the dog is on the bed. Yes. And you want the dog off the bed, we'll go to the kitchen, rattle the treat packet. Yep. Dog off the bed, shut the bedroom door, not allowed in the bedroom. You know, yep. there's no conflict. You're not trying to grab the dog. Maybe if, you, if you're really having issues and they won't come for treats, you could leave a lead on them. You know, yep. And then when they're on the bed, you can sort of, you know, pull them off the bed. Yeah. And then uh, and then give them a reward for getting off the bed or, or, or something like that. So, and that's the thing. If they are growling at you would you would you think that the best thing to do is to just ignore them like don't you know if the, if you go to get the dog off the bed and the dog do you do anything then or you just turn around ignore and walk out wait a little bit and then do your your rattle treat oh i just walk out and rattle the treat straight away yeah, just okay. avoid yeah, conflict cool. i mean yeah, the dog's yeah. growling wants to stay on the bed well i want to get on the bed so let's use some brains rather than brawn absolutely go, yeah all right what's going to be the least conflict what's going to cause the least issues yeah with, with the growling if you if you sort of leave the dog alone, it's likely to, um, you know, sure, it might growl the next time. Yeah. But if you go and, and when it's growling, try and grab it and pull off the bed. Oh, well, the sure. Next time you get approach it, yeah. it's going to say, whoa, actually, last time yeah, you really yeah. did have a go at me. So, yeah. And so that's it. So don't, don't talk to them, touch them, do anything yeah, when they do it. Go conflict. and do that. Go and do that at arm's length. Yeah. Uh, uh, use your brains of trying to actually get them off yeah, the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Use your brains and go. Well, I just want the dog off the bed. Let's try something else. Yeah. Let's go, go and on. ring the doorbell. Yeah. Go, yeah. Good. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Or grab the lead. Yes. Grab the lead. Flick the lead. You know, the little carabiner on the lead. Grab a squeaker. Exactly. Whatever you got to do. Just, exactly. just give it that that cue that usually goes. Oh, something's going to happen. And also, you could train them if you want to uh, to get off furniture. You know. Yep. So you train them like they're on something or uh, perhaps away from the bed where they're not up. You know. Um, they're not aggressive. You're training them with a down command and throwing a treat onto the ground and teaching yep. them to, to off or down or whatever you want to do. So, yeah, I think I think that that's one I get asked about a lot. Yes. So yep. Another one, um, my dog steals my socks or my undies right. and won't give them back. Mm-hmm. Being very dominant. Yes. Very dominant. So let's look at the definition. Yep. Uh, if we go back, a relationship between individual animals, yes. Established by force or aggression. Yeah, well, I guess the dog could be aggressive, yep. not wanting to give the sock back. But is it a resource? Is it food, preferred resting spot, or a sexual mate? Yep. No. No. I'm pretty sure socks not either of those. Yeah. Not sure. You think it might be? No. No. <laughs> not at all. Give me a quizzical look. <laughs> so, uh, so um, you know, I think most of the dogs steal the items because they like it. Yes. I think it's yep. fun. Maybe they like the feel in the mouth. Yeah. But often owners chase us. Yes. It becomes it's a, a game. It's a game. Yeah. It's a game. So we got could, your undies. Come and get come me. Come and get it. Yeah. Come and get it. So we could fight them for it, grab yep. them, roll them over, rip it out of their mouth, or we could use our brains. Yeah. Just, you know, move away from the aversive, the punishment stuff, avoid the conflict, swap it for a tasty food reward. Yeah. You know, let's Again, let's go and rattle the treat packet, bring yep. out the big smacko. Oh, they're not sponsors, are they? <laughs> the big, long, uh, dried liver sort of treat thing that's salty. Or, or, the, or the kangaroo strips from Prime 100. <laughs> hey, lay. There you Ooh, go. Done well. Yeah, nice, okay. mate. Well not, my, not my first time at the rodeo, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Talented, yeah, <laughs> talented. That's what I'd say. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Yes, that's right. Semi big bucks. Se- Semi major big bucks. <laughs> Semi major. So you know, um, and and swap it for a, for a, a tasty food reward. Get the sock out of their mouth, and then clean up. 
Yep. Pick up the stuff around the house if you can a little yep. bit. Try, try and, and you could teach the dog a, a, a drop command that, uh, you know, you create a ladder of things that the dog likes. So down the bottom might be uh, that they like to hold in their mouth, might be something they don't really care much for. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a stick. Yep. Then next thing up might be, uh, you know, a, a sock or, yep. or a Kong with some yep. food in it. Next thing up might be the, the smacko. Yep. Um, and you teach the dog to drop to get an escalating thing on the ladder. Right, I think they okay. enjoy more. And that, that, that way you can teach a drop command. But I'm sure you can find a dog trainer that can give you more information yeah. about, about that sort of thing. Um, the other one, the next one I want to talk about, and, and this is something, you know, when I used to locum a lot, I used to work with a lot of vet, different vets at different times. And unfortunately, this still perpetuates certainly at some vet clinics. And it's the puppy, when they first visit the vet, or, the, or a dog, I suppose, that tries to bite the vet on the consult room table. Yep. And a lot of vets still out there saying that that aggressive puppy in the consult is being dominant. Right. And it really, you know, we're vets, we should be trained in animal behaviour, but a lot of us are not, unfortunately. Yep, yep. And that's, well, part of the reason why we're doing the podcast. Get out there, get, get some information out there. So I guess if we look at the definition again... It is a relationship between individuals. It is there's some aggression there. The puppy's being aggressive, but what is the resource? Yep. What's the resource the dog wants? There's no food. It's not a preferred resting spot. Pretty sure the dog's not. Yeah, not preferred. on the console table. Yeah, no. so I'm going. Whoa, get me up there. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be here for the next eight hours. Thanks, yeah, mum. It, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, and it's not looking for a mate yeah. on the table. Pretty sure. So I've seen, unfortunately, I've seen vets say it's a dominant puppy and they've alpha rolled the dog on the console room table, which oh, is which is mate. which is really, you know, really horrible. You think about how scared that puppy's gonna be mm. the next time. And that's really it. The puppy is scared. Yeah. You know, there's the smells in, in, in the vet clinic, there's the noises. Yes. Maybe the last visit they had was a vaccination that stung or a microchip. Or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Yep. So they've got memories of that. Uh, maybe they're just a naturally fearful or, or nervous temperament dog. And, yep. and being up on a table that they're not normally allowed on. Like who puts their puppies on tables? Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Not yep. normally allowed up there. Um, and and all they're trying to do is, is biting to try and increase the space around yes. them. To move away from those hands. Make those hands go away. Because they don't have any other way. They, they can't say... I don't feel good. Let me go. They can't cry or anything like that. It's the, their mouths are their way. They, you know, if they, if there was a, a, a litter of ten puppies and nine of them are lying on the one puppy, that one puppy's probably going to use its teeth to say, "Get the hell off!" Exactly. You know, give me some room. It's what they know. It's, yeah. it, that's right. And um and. Uh, you know, um, often the, these puppies will be giving other signs as well. Other signs as well. They'll be leaning or trying to get off the table. Yeah. Or you know, showing licking the lips, yawning. You know, not looking at the vet. You know, mm. that whale eye sort of thing. Or sometimes just frozen. Yeah. And they say, "Oh, isn't he being such a good little boy or girl?" Yep. Well, not really. Freezing is another sign of really intense fear. So, yes. Um. So so really need to keep an eye on that. If um. What I like to do in those situations is treats, treats, and more treats. Yep. You know, do I mention treats? Treats. Treats. Exactly. Treats. And when in doubt, treats. Treats. Exactly. Leave them on the ground. Don't put them on the table straight away. Yeah. Let them walk around the floor, get used to the room. Yeah. Treats you throw down on the floor. Yeah. Um, and be aware of their anxious behavior and their signs and change what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. If you're noticing they're getting upset, if they're getting aggressive, don't just go, oh, let's get the vet nurse. We need to hold this dog down. Yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's whack a muzzle on Think about what you're doing, change what you're doing. And often if the dog won't take food from you, yep. and it's normally perhaps a dog that does like you know rewards, then it's probably too fearful or nervous. You need to think about sort of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So then, so um, that, that's one. Then another one is, is the dog that pulls on the lead. 
Yeah. You're on the walk. It's being dominant. It's pulling. Yeah. Dog shouldn't pull on the lead. I need to make this dog submissive because it's dominating yeah. me when I'm walking. It. Exactly. I need to be the leader. Yeah. I need. I need to be the dominant. So, again, we look at the definition, and yes, it's the relationship. Uh, established by force or aggression and submission. Well, there's not really anything going on in no. that sort of sense. The dog's not being aggressive for pulling on the lead. It's not being submissive. No. So there's really, that's not going on. So it really doesn't fit the definition of dominance. More likely fits the definition of just enjoys going for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Let me go. Let me get to the park. Yeah. Because I've been cooped up inside. I've been used to seeing these four walls. I want to go and see something new. Yeah. I want to go and see some, you know, smell some smells. Exactly. See my mates. See Chase my the mate. birds. Exactly. Uh, there are, I guess there's a little proviso, and there are some dogs that uh, on walks pull very hard when they're anxious. Yes, yeah. Um, and and pulling can be related to anxiety. So a little bit of a proviso there that, again, mm. you need to watch for those signs. Is my dog anxious? Yeah. On the walk, does it seem like it's an anxiety thing? Yeah, but, but you know, in most cases, you know, it's just going to be a dog that just wants to get out there. So, yep. so you know, maybe we never taught them how we want them to walk. Yeah, if you want them to walk, you know, quietly next to you, um, you know, we could use punishment. Yeah, 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 we could put the choker on and jerk them and all that sort of thing, and you know, do it every time it pulls. You know, aversive enough to stop the behaviour, all that sort of stuff. It's got to fit all those rules. But is that the best way to do it? Yeah. Is yeah. there another way? Well, yeah, there is. We can use, again, rewards for walking close to us. Yeah. Rewards for having a slack leash um, or even a, a no-pull harness, front-attach yes. harness. I really like those. So, yeah. so um, there are other options as well. And, again, a good dog trainer can help you with that sort of training stuff. And I think an analogy with that, Lewis, is like you, know, you, you picture kids when kids go to the park. You, know, you get them out of the car and the kids just run to the park. Why do oh. they run to the park? So I know that's where the fun is. They just pull you know, on the lead to get there, don't they, yeah, mate? Absolutely. Yeah. Reuben, Reuben, he's just about pull me over now. He's out the window and you're yeah. like, oh, hang on a yeah. minute. <laughs> get your seatbelt back on, Reuben. <laughs> um, now it's it's that thing of where if you know if fun's over there, well, I want to be over there, you know, and it takes a lot of training and, and realising that you'll still get to do the fun stuff, but first we've got to yeah. go and do this for them to realise. And as if you, if a lot of the times where people walk their dogs to the off-lead dog park, well, the dog's going to pull to try and get to the oh, off-lead yeah. dog park. Or if the dog knows it's dinner time after we get home, you're going to pull to try and get home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so there, it, it's that thing again of where they want, they want something that they're not getting just from the walk, not because they're trying to dominate you it's because what's over there is more fun than what's currently happening yeah, here so yeah. it's that thing where you just got to establish with them about this is the way i want you to do it that fun stuff is still going to happen but if you do this you get told you're a good dog and yeah. you're a treat yeah and well and it's about the smaller rewards before getting the big rewards so yes yep 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 we're going like to the, the lead up of the ladder exactly yeah. exactly so we know obviously yeah, there's that big reward at the end of it but in this situation, when I'm walking, you know, to get the food rewards, I need you to do these things, you know, to walk loosely next to me before we get to the park. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, similar, uh, another one people often say, uh, they say that they need to make sure they eat before the dog eats. Right. Um, you know, or else the dog will become dominant. Yeah. That will, that will make them submissive if I eat first. They'll uh, see that I'm the master exactly. because I need to eat first. Exactly. And there's a whole lot of studies that have been done about wolves and sharing of food and, and, and dogs and, and how it how it works. So I won't go into those too much, but essentially, you know, again, looking at the definition sort of thing, you know, if you're feeding yourself first, you're not really showing force or aggression or forcing or, you know, causing submission. Yes, there's food, a resource, but it really doesn't fit. You know, it's based on a wolf's theory. Yeah. And it's false. 
but feel free to do it. <laughs> if yeah. you want to do that, if yeah. you want to eat first, that's great. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dog's just going to go, okay, thanks. I've got my food now. Beauty. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm done. Yeah. 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 But it's not going to affect anything at all. Yeah. It's not going to stop them jumping on you when they come when you come home. No, no, not, not at all. Not going to help at all in any way. And then and similar, you know, walking through doorways first used yep. to be something, certainly when I first started as a vet that we used to say, oh, yep. you've got to be a leader and walk through the doors first or make the dog, you know, walk second. It's all based on wolves. Yeah. And also, we talked earlier about the, the pack dogs and the leadership, you know, rotates a yes. lot, you know, depending on the resources involved. It doesn't fit the definition, but feel free to do it if you want. If you yeah. want to, if you want to you know, walk walk through the door first, that, that's great. But be careful. Make sure you're not using punishment reversing to stop the dog walking through first. Right, okay. You know, if you want them to sit and you walk through first, that's great. That's fantastic. But yep. it's not really going to help with anything else. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. Maybe, so maybe it's fun. Maybe. It's change anything. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then the last one I want to talk about is is uh, is actually food guarding. So, um, so I ha- actually had a, a puppy in this week uh, that came in um, that, that had this issue. So food guarding is where uh, dogs become protective of their food bowl. Right, or yes. Protective or protective of a bone exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah. Highly va- might be a highly valued uh, bone, Yeah, uh, something like that, or something, you know, the, the, uh, the chicken stick or whatever it yep. might be, something they really value, or sometimes in some cases just the food bowl. Yeah. The, the, the dog, you know, so owners, uh, people approach the dog with the food and they start growling they might freeze yeah they might look away those anxiety sort of signs that we talk about and i had a puppy this week that i noticed uh that came into the, to, to work and i noticed it was really anxious on the consult table so i was feeding it lots of treats you know to make it comfortable and the dog was it was really eating the treats quickly yeah okay you yep. know those dogs that are just not really settled and they're yes. just <laughs> yeah. i'll take all the treats and, and yep. you're like, it's eating it just a bit quicker than i would imagine a hungry dog to want to eat those treats. Yep. And that can be a sign of anxiety too. Just get me, get me the treats. And as soon as they eat the treats, they, they back away and run away from you. Again. Yes. Yep. And this was what this dog was sort of doing. And and I think one of the nurses came in and gave it actually one sort of larger type of biscuit treat sort of thing. And, and the dog was taking a while to eat it. And and I again approached the dog on the table and I noticed that the dog froze yep. when it had the larger treat. And, and I immediately stopped. Yeah. I thought, yep. It was looking at me sideways. It had frozen yep. and it was stopped eating. I thought, this doesn't look good. And I could tell that the puppy was likely to snap if I went on and examined it, you know, yeah, I yeah. I was palpating its abdomen or something like that. Yep. I could tell it was getting very protective yep. of the of that, that, that biscuit it had been giving. So I sort of said to the owner, well, it seems like we're a bit worried about that food thing and you know um and uh, and the owner said that it was getting snappy yep. when when they approached the food bowl. Um, and I, I sort of said to him, oh, okay, you're right. And he said, oh, but you know, I've been removing the food bowl, taking it away. Um, and I've been putting my hands in the food bowl right. to feed it. And I, the owner felt it was helping. Yeah. So coming back to the dominant sort of yes, stuff, yep. you know, if we look at the definition, uh, you know, yeah, probably maybe does fit. It's a relationship between the yep. owner and the dog, They're aggressive a, around the food. It's a, it's a resource. It's a resource. So, yep. so you know, yeah, maybe it fits the description. Um, so the dog is being dominant. So I need to use aversive techniques. I need to aggressively remove the food from the dog. Yeah. And that's going to create conflict between me and the dog you know I, I saw I remember a long time ago I saw a golden cocker spaniel puppy yes um, and I don't know what else I think it had some aggression issues um, and uh, and uh, and the dog had a lamb bone one day out on the decking and the owner approached it and the dog went and bit him yeah 
um, and and the owner, out of reflex, I think, kicked the dog or something yes, like that quite okay. forcefully. Yep. And the, the, the puppy ran off and, you know, sort of went away you know, briefly, yelping and obviously hurt the dog, unfortunately. But then when the owner went to approach the lambone again, out of nowhere, the dog came back even came more. Came thundering. And yeah, really right. bit the owner quite ferociously. Right. So it really escalated, you know. Yeah. The dog was like, no, that's worth fighting for. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah. want to fight me? Let's go for let, it. Let, so, let, let's throw down. Exactly. And I don't know what our, uh, as owners, what our insistence on needing to remove a dog's food from a dog comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we need to do that? Yeah. If you come over to me and you try and take my Magnum ice cream. Yes. Yes. I do not want you to take my Magnum ice cream. Yeah. I'll fight you for that. No, you can't have one. Because, Dad, can I have yeah. a taste of your ice cream? No, you no. cannot. Yes. Yeah. But, Dad, you, you, had, you had half of mine. Yeah, I yeah. know it's good. Yeah. But you can't have any of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dominating. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, but that's, that's, you know, I don't want you to take my food. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. like it. I like my ice cream. Yeah. Let me have it. I won't dominate you. Yeah. If, if I say to you in the future, next time, yep. hey, Dad, uh, can I have some of your ice cream? You say no to me. I'll go, oh, all right. Oh, fair you, enough. You want it, right? I'm not going to fight you for it. Yeah. You're my child. Let's have the ice cream. There's no need to conflict. We don't yeah, need yeah, that, yeah. that conflict. We might negotiate. I might say, I'll eat a quarter of it this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know what our insistence, why do we need to remove it yes. from, from dogs? You know, people sort of say, well, I need to be able to do anything with my dog and do whatever. Well, why? Yeah. Why? I why? feel the need, yeah. the want that why? I can do why? this. Let them eat. Let yeah. them have their food. Yeah. Why can't they eat their food in peace? Yeah. So, do you think that's almost like a thing of where owners want to dominate their dog rather than the dogs? The dogs aren't actually worrying about being dominant, but it's a thing where the, the owners want to feel like they're dominating over their dog. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's, it's, it's rooted in dominance, exactly, that you need yeah. to take about the, the food away. And, um, you know, everything we've talked about, it just does not exist. Yeah, you know? yeah. And all it does is create conflict, conflict. In, yep. in the environment. And, um, and, and what we do know is this sort of food guarding behaviour is rooted again in anxiety yes, or fear. Yep. The dog is worried that they're going to lose their food. Yes, yep. Um, and it's... You, we do consider that sort of behavior not generally a normal behavior, particularly in a young puppy, you know. Um, and 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 we do know there's a little bit of a link with some of those early behaviors with food guarding to further aggressive behaviors as as they get older. Right. So it's a little bit of a red flag for me when yes. the owner started sort of saying to them. And the thing I said to the owner, well, he was saying, well, I'm taking the food bowl away, and yep. it seems to be helping. Well, it's that might be that case of it's helping initially, yeah. But long term, and I'm sure he's not aware of the dog signals, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the the anxiety signals. But if you think from the dog's perspective, if I'm eating my food and I'm worried that you're going to take my food away, yeah, and I growl at you and you approach, but you take my food away, yep, and I lose my food, yeah, yeah. What am I going to think next time? I'm going to have to ramp this up. Exactly. Yeah. You took my food it's away time last to escalate. time. You took my food away last time. You're definitely going to take it away this time. I know because you did it last time. Yep. So this time I'm going to maybe bite you. Yep. Or I'm yep. going to snap at you when you approach, when you're not even near me. Yes. Not even going to take the food away. And that's the issue that I got. So if you're going, if you've got a dog that's, or a puppy that's got these, these issues, the best option is actually just feed them in a separate room. Yep. Put them behind a locked door. There's no conflict. Yep. There's no chance of a child walking up and going, you know, putting their hand in the food bowl. A stranger approaching yep. innocently, just walking past, whatever it is. Feed them in a separate room. Lock the door. Let them finish. Open the door. 
They walk out, you take the bowl away. No conflict. Exactly. No, no conflict. conflict. Harmonious. Harmonious. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful relationship. A beautiful symbiotic relationship. Exactly. A, lo- a bit, bit similar to you and the talent scout, mate. Absolutely. Just a lovely relationship. They pay you a lot of money. You yep. give them your topless photo. It was a topless. Okay. <laughs> it was just the headshot, not the topless part. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Rosie's headshot. Yeah, yeah. Topless. No, topless I, 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 I don't go to the gym, mate. So, so they'll, they'll probably just you know Photoshop me onto onto someone else's body, like you. You know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Would. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. No poor thing. You want me? You want the Aquaman? I got it right. Aquaman. You yeah. want your head on his body, I'm Mr. Sure. Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, Momoa. No, my, my head's way too small to go on his body. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, you know, being a young puppy, we did talk about some treatment options. So yes. if the owner does want to put their hand in the bowl, look, I'm not a huge fan of that. My preference would be that when they walk near the bowl, they drop a tasty food treat in the bowl. Yeah, you know the dogs eating eating their their their, their kibble or the, the dry food, and they drop a tasty smacko in there. Yeah, so the dog knows. Okay, when the owner does approach, that's actually really cool. Something good happens. Yeah, exactly. He's not going to take my bowl. He's going to give me something better. Yeah, and and doing that from a distance initially. Yep. Um, and then over time, you might get closer and closer, and and the whole family does it, and so the dog starts to go. Well, hang on a sec. This is kind of really cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really like you approaching. Um. So. I guess, you know, and we talked, I talked to you on a little bit about red flags and making sure we get on top of that and watching out for other signs of aggression or anxiety in the future. Yes. The worst part about it, and I get this a lot with people who have puppies, is the owner wasn't really interested in listening. Yeah, know? okay. Um, they said what they've been doing, working, um, and, and I fear that they're getting that similar short-term gain using yes. the punishment stuff. And it's likely to come back at some stage and it's going to be worse. So yep. so I wrote some notes about it and I thought, mm, I hope I don't see this dog in you know, a couple of years' time. With yeah, some, yeah. Some really, really sort of bad issues. Yeah. So that ends my uh, my self Q and A session, mate. There you uh, go, done on, on on dominant stuff, and I've I think I've managed to uh, dominate the whole podcast. Well, that's right. Let's see. So so you know, was there any? Uh, was it between two animals? Yes, yes, it was. Was there a <laughs> resource? An animal. Well, an well animal. I guess well, I guess there was. Yeah, there was the yeah that the time the time of the of, of the podcast. Yes. Was there any aggression? No, there was no aggression. No aggression. No, I rolled on my back a few times. So, yeah. <laughs> Submissive. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah we go, after this, we're going to go on alpha roll out the front. You know, <laughs> Mary's going to sit there with a furrow brow going, what are you two doing? Why, are you, why can't you just get along? What's well, happening here? Well, I was worried for a bit you're going to grab my water and have yeah. a drink. So maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. that's a resource. Now, I actually want to put my hand in your glass and just go, I should be able to do this. I should be able to put my hand in your water glass and you should allow me to do it. <laughs> and throw it all over and my j- face. Yeah. And <laughs> just wet myself up for that, that talent show. That's shot, right, mate, yeah. <laughs> the the the, the, uh, the the wet t-shirt contest we're having in the next episode. Great idea. Yeah, there you go. Rosie participated in that. Uh, she's not a fan of water. Rosie. And she's asleep. She's asleep. Yeah, she's yeah. Asleep. She's sitting yeah. there looking out the window. We'll let her catch. She's let, loving let it. the resting dogs lie. Excellent, mate. Righto. Well, that's um fantastic. So. If you've got any questions about if your dog or cat or guinea pig or ferret may be showing signs of dominant behaviour or you're not sure. Chinchillas. Chinchilla. Anyone overseas? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Long-eared guinea pig. Long-eared guinea pigs if you're in Queensland. Yes. Um, Stick insect. Maybe you've got a stick insect that's dominant That's dominating you. Yeah, or Hmm. a grasshopper. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe a fish. Maybe you've got a, a, a cod. You know, right. adding your dam or maybe yes. some yabbies. Or similar to the cod piece that Robbie's going to wear for his talent shot. <laughs> my, my, my dominant cod, cod piece. Yes. Or uh, if, if it's a grasshopper like in Monkey, then no, no, probably not. Grasshopper no. was quite the dominant one, wasn't she? Oh, he? She? Yeah, not sure. No, Trippy Tarka, unsure. 
Yeah, no, that was that was. Uh, I never got into no, never got into that. Not into monkey, mate. No, I didn't get into monkey. Oh, I mean, I know magic. the whole the, the bad dubbing and that sort of stuff. Yeah, which I was fantastic. So sort of, uh, I, I know of it, but but wasn't really across it. Oh, so yeah. unfortunate, mate. But if you've got any questions, if you've got anything that you want to go on, uh, ask us about. Hit us up um, on an email, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Ask us on Instagram, ask us on Facebook. I am sure that we are going to get some, uh, yep. uh, we're going to get blowback on this and, we're, and we look forward to it. Uh, the good thing about this is is um, open debate about what it is that we've spoken about. And that's part of the thing. We're not, um, you know, I think the one of the big things is, is that it's okay for people's ideas to change fundamentally yep. in the way that, we approach things and the difficult part is is when it seems to make sense what uh, an aspect of the way that we used to deal with something or describe something was if it makes sense sometimes it's much more difficult to try and break that mold you know it makes sense that things would be dominant it makes sense that these would happen but if it just doesn't happen we need to change that paradigm so yeah. it's okay for us as a um, as an industry as as vets as trainers to be trying to change the way that the research has changed yeah yeah, yeah, and I mean, a lot of people. I think the issue with with the change in, in training techniques is people say, "Oh, I've always used that training technique." Yeah, you know, and it's worked for me. And I've got a really great article which you might touch on in a couple of weeks about, you know, um, I've always done it this way. Yeah. So, so why should I sort of change and yes. people's mindset around that? And you know, a classic example is I've, I've you know, uh, people from from years ago when it wasn't when you didn't have to wear a, a seatbelt in the car. Yes. Certainly in Australia, you know, you have yep. to wear a seatbelt in the car. Well, I've I've, I've never worn a seatbelt, never had a problem, never yep. been injured. Well, yes, but you know, in your case, you've never been in a severe accident. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, so we might I might touch on that. But yeah, look, it's it's a massive body of I've put a lot of effort and work into 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 getting ready for the the, the dominant stuff going. So I hope you really have sort of appreciated it. And like Robbie said, um, really would love, you know, if you've got any thoughts, comments, um, you know, just, just to comment, Lewis, that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. You know, well, tell me why it's a load of rubbish and let's talk about it. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, you know, really, really passionate about it and, and, and wanted to get it right. I know I've got a lot of uh, uh, vet beh- uh, behavior sort of friends out there who are listeners. So so uh, hit me up, guys. Let me know I've said the right things. And, uh, which <laughs> yeah, because it all sounds great to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Robbie yeah. approves. I, I've drunk the Kool-Aid on it. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's semi-approved by Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, se- no, it's semi. Yeah, yeah. Se- semi-major. 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 Semi-major yeah. approved. Um, uh, the one thing I'd say with it is, is across all of it, it sounds like in the end you want to be using more carrot, less stick. Yeah, like more it. More carrot, less stick. Like right? it. More, more, more reward for doing the right thing. Less stick for doing the bad stuff. Like, you know? exactly. But Or don't use the carrot as a stick. No. Feed it. Feed, 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 feed the, the carrot. Stick. Yes. Yeah, feed, feed, the, the, feed the carrot. What's up, Doc? Yes. Don't put it anywhere. Well, yeah, okay. We won't yeah. go there. <laughs> <laughs> that must be just about the end of the podcast. I reckon it has to be. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So, yeah, uh, let us know if you've got any questions. Otherwise, uh, yeah, send us through any other questions that you've got for other stuff. Have a check of us out on Patreon. And otherwise, yep. we'll uh, catch right. you guys next week. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Send it through. Yep. You know, send us an email to vetstalkpets at gmail.com. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. Any more movie roles? <laughs>
We're more than open for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, perhaps perhaps a, bit, a little bit more money though. It's a little bit low. Do you a think? little low ball offer. Low ball offer. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I reckon that'd still blow the water out of what the guys <laughs> would be getting on on Bondi Vet. You know, that'd be all right. Well, well, yeah, that's that, stay tuned. That might be giving away a little secret there, mate. Stay tuned. Wow. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a reward for people that have gone. You know what? I'm going to listen to the end of the podcast. That's a cliffhanger right Whoa, there. Well done, Robbie. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.